The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Therapeutic Approach to Growth with your host, Brooke Wagner. Each week, this program will focus on interests and expertise pertaining to special needs individuals and their families. We'll help you open up and connect while sharing powerful information. Now, here is Brooke Wagner. Welcome, everyone, to Therapeutic Approach I am host, Brooke Wagner. Our goal of the show is to offer support, resources, and most importantly, hope to the special needs community. And today I have with me Stephanie Mitchell, PATH Certified Therapeutic Writing Instructor and founder of Sunshine Ranch Therapeutic Writing. And we will be learning about how horses can support the healing process in individuals with special needs, what equine entails and how the many benefits of this type of treatment can unfold. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, I can't wait to talk more about your work and uh, I've shared. I grew up writing and just such a passion of mine and just can't wait to learn more about it. And um, I'd love to hear uh, more background and how you decided to get into the field of equine therapy. Well, I've loved horses and ridden them most of my life. Um, I leased some when I was younger, and I showed some when I was younger as well. Um, I continued to ride and remain interested as an adult, but I didn't under or discover therapy horseback riding until I was um, finishing up college, and I was looking for an, um, a volunteer opportunity where I could with people, and um, I discovered a program that offered these services just fell absolutely in love with it. I didn't know that that existed before. And with my horse experience, I just, it was a really natural fit. And I loved sharing and teaching people to ride horses and to work with horses. And combining that with working with people who have special needs was just this like magic connection. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I can't imagine. And, um, you know, I'm really excited to learn more about Sunshine Ranch therapeutic riding. Um, I understand that your mission is to provide accessible, high-quality instruction in therapeutic horsemanship to improve the physical, mental, and social abilities of children and adults with special needs. And I would love to learn more about it and how you decided to start this program. Um, that is a very big question. So the way that I decided to start it was I volunteered with another program that eventually was closed. And I was really sad because I had fallen completely in love with it. I was in love with the horses, with the students. I loved working with the volunteers. And I have very supportive friends and family who kind of convinced me that I could do it. I had no business experience. Um, I didn't know how to go about that side of it. But um, I had the passion and, you know, experience doing it, and I worked in restaurants for a long time, and I had a lot of regular customers who became friends, and as soon as I started talking about starting this business, they jumped on board one by one just at the right time. So we had all those things that I was so intimidated by, the you know, starting the business, um, starting a nonprofit, all those things. 
people just helped and it's been like a community effort this whole time, you know, not just family, but also friends. And um, so with Sunshine Ranch Therapeutic Riding, we have three horses. We have 17 students right now and they range from, we started age three. Right now our students range from four to um, 60 something. Mm -hmm. And we have 15 to 20 weekly volunteers that help with those lessons. So our main goal is to provide positive, encouraging, safe, therapeutic lessons for our students that help them accomplish their goals. So we do one-on-one sessions only, and each lesson is individualized for each person's goals. Um, Whether, you know, their physical goals, emotional goals, social goals, we can work in all of those different strategies and, and, um, and techniques into each lesson. So we just, um, yeah, just customize them for each individual. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I love that they have, the program is goal oriented and also customized. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we can relate to that um, quite a bit here mm-hmm. at TAG. Um, we have similar philosophies in that arena and um, we'd love to hear about, you know, what, what um, a type of goal may be and how you decide that. Again, that's a really good, large question. Mm-hmm. Um, we have students who, who present a really wide variety of special needs. And so um, goals range as much as those, those people do. So some of our students, um, maybe they don't walk independently. And so we focus on core strength. And when you're riding a horse, they're moving the rider's body like the rider is walking on their own. And so when we have students, you know, large or small, who who are working on increased mobility, riding the horse is like a core workout and it's moving, aligning, exercising muscles and, um, and your pelvis and everything. And, um, I'm walking in circles here. Yeah, no, that's great. (laughs) No, I think that that makes a lot of sense as you were talking about the core strength. I know that's, you know, such a big area. Goals. Um, That's where we were. (laughs) I can talk myself in circles. Um, Yeah. So the physical goals are are some, um, you know, we do a lot of, we work on manual dexterity. Um, We work on, a lot of our students have uh, more emotion regulation goals. And so we set them up for success and, and find, you know, what motivates each person. And, you know, some of our students, we've got one little girl who's afraid of animals and afraid of heights and we put her on a horse and so we work a lot on um teaching her to trust you know Mm -hmm. the animal and us and when she loves to ask the horse to stop and to back Mm -hmm. up and so I will ask her to do specific things with the understanding that when she completes that task she gets to do what she wants Mm -hmm. Uh, horses are full of motivation some of our students love to go fast they want to trot so we can, um, you know, encourage them to follow the instructions or do the tasks that we're asking for because they know that they're going to get that, that thing that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have some students who, um, you know, who are older and their goals are to get a job at some point or live independently or in a group home. And so what we can do with them is help them to learn to complete multi-step instructions mm-hmm. independently. Um, and again, with all these goals, there are so many that I literally can't say all of them, but mm-hmm. the horses themselves provide such a, a dynamic um, experience and motivation that mm-hmm. it's, we have a lot of our students request to come to lessons, you know, they enjoy it. We get to disguise a lot of work as fun and games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I love that. I love that. And to me, you know, it sounds like the learning is so authentic and meaningful that it's really enjoyable learning. It absolutely is. Yes. And that's that's the best way to learn. Right. And the parents like it. The students like it. Yeah. There's a lot of motivation. (laughs) Really powerful. I love that. That's a very important part of our our programming here um, at TAG. And and I can see how that would tie in nicely with the horses. And um, I know um, one of the things I've recently learned about you and and seen you mention is that you're PATH certified. Mm -hmm. So can you share more about the various types of training programs in the field? I know I've heard of a few over the years just because of my own interest in and this kind of work um, and how they vary from each other. Sure. So PATH International is a professional association of therapeutic horsemanship and they kind of set the standard for therapeutic riding, um, safety, education, all those types of things. Um, So I have my therapeutic riding instructor certification through PATH International. There are three levels of therapeutic riding instructor certification. Um, They also offer certifications in driving and interactive vaulting. Um, There's, again, they they vary in what's offered, what kind of, um, what sort of exercises and and instruction is offered, and also the level of training. And PATH does a really fantastic job of um, offering continued training and education in each of those disciplines. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people get us um, therapeutic writing confused with hippotherapy, which there is a lot of overlap, but the difference is that in hippotherapy, um, there must be a licensed therapist working in the lesson. So whether mm-hmm. it's a speech, excuse me, speech therapist or occupational therapist or physical therapist, um, if they're a PATH program, then they either also have to be certified through PATH as an instructor or have a PATH instructor with them. Um, and one main difference between therapeutic writing and hippotherapy is that therapeutic writing is, as far as I've been able to find, is not covered by insurance at all. Hippotherapy mm-hmm. um, does tend to be mo- covered more by insurance. Okay. That makes sense if there's a licensed mm-hmm. provider. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're hopeful, at, at, you know, as, as therapeutic instructors, there are, so, there are so many tangible results, and the more research that's done on therapeutic writing, um, I do really hope in the future that it is covered mm-hmm. because it's, you know, it's just another, another expense for our families who already have a lot of expenses that go along with raising a child who has special needs. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that would be wonderful and um, could definitely be the wave of the, the future. I hope so. <laughs> so um, so it would be wonderful to hear about the types of diagnoses uh, that benefit from equine therapy. So we have, again, um, it's a really wide variety and different therapeutic programs are able to serve people who have dis- different diagnoses. Um, We have a lot of our um, students are on the autism spectrum. We have a few students who have Down syndrome, um, MS, learning disabilities, developmental delays, cerebral palsy. I've also become aware of and gotten to work with people who have some kind of lesser lesser known special needs. Uh, We have a few students who have mitochondrial disease, Mm -hmm. Williams syndrome, Angelman syndrome, Rett syndrome. Um, there's quite a few and we're always learning more as we meet new people who have, you know, different diagnoses. Um, but one of the really fun things with therapeutic writing is that regardless of the person's diagnosis, we're focusing on 
them as an individual, what they can do, what they enjoy doing, um, and what their goals are, whether it's their own goals that are spoken to us or goals that their family voices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, for us, we, we understand their diagnosis, but, but my focus is, well, who are they? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do they enjoy? And how can we help them reach their goals? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I think that makes a lot of sense and, you know, really looking beyond the label mm-hmm, and absolutely. seeing them as a human being and as an individual. And I love that um, there are times where you may hear about those goals from the individual. Yes. You know, I mean, that's very, very empowering. Yes, it is. And it's nice to s- some of the students who are able to kind of recognize and articulate that it's it's extra empowering for them, you mm-hmm. know, because we get to to help them specifically. Most of the times the families are voicing the goals to us. Um, but again, it's, it's important that we're, we're giving that person what it is that they're enjoying as well. Mm-hmm. And that's also a main goal of a lot of our students and their families is to have fun, to enjoy right. themselves, to be outside, do a physical activity that they really do love. Mm-hmm. No, that's a wonderful goal, <laughs> especially for children you know, that, that really are um, challenged in a lot of ways. And just to have that joy mm-hmm. is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how often do the students commonly ride, and, and how do you decide uh, how often they should come in? We are a pretty small program. We do lessons three days per week, and right now we have 17 riders. So um, our time and resources are a limiting factor. So our students now ride once per week. Mm-hmm. Um, we do 30-minute sessions for some riders and hour-long sessions for others. The main difference between those two is that the longer lessons allow for um, ground time with the horses so the students can help us brush and saddle the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some who who would enjoy coming more than once a week, but in order to serve all of our clients, we have mm-hmm. to limit it to one. But um, yeah, we the continuity and the routine is really important to me. Um, a lot of our students really thrive on routine and when you know when when we have to cancel due to rain or something or we have scheduled breaks it's we actually just had a scheduled easter break and it was so much fun to see the students come back because they're so excited mm-hmm. you know <laughs> just smiling the whole time and calling all the volunteers by name and mm-hmm. and in addition to seeing the students have fun it's really fun to see their families and their parents mm-hmm. watch them and and enjoy what's happening too i'm sure i'm sure they get to just have a moment where they don't even think about the label exactly <laughs> they just exactly. get to enjoy exactly know, it's a very peaceful place and and mm-hmm. absolutely that's one thing is it's it's kind of like a a rest for the mm-hmm. parents. And we just had um, one of our moms told us the other day, um, they've been dealing with some challenging IEP issues with their little boy who's about to start kindergarten. And she said that she'd been crying and she was just really stressed about it. Mm-hmm. And going to the ranch and seeing her son just be so excited to be there and excited to ride, she just said that was that was what her heart needed, you mm-hmm. know. So it's therapeutic for everybody, not just the riders. <laughs> it is. It is. It's such a peaceful place. And um, that's really great. I, I didn't know that um, the children also had the opportunity to help get the horses ready. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that would be wonderful to hear more about, like, what that process looks like. Yeah, and that's, again, great for, I I try to kind of think about things and goals, but then make them just, you know, reality. So a lot of our students, if if hand-eye coordination is a goal, 
grooming a horse, picking out the right brush, holding it correctly, using it correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are a lot of physical things that, that go into that. And working around the horses, number one, we have to be safe all of the time. And so mm-hmm. we, um, we're aware of spatial awareness, you know, we, mm-hmm. and also the whys, you know, I teach people, this is what we do, but this is why, mm-hmm. you know, a horse is really heavy. Mm-hmm. And if your feet get too close to the horse's feet, there's a lot of weight on their feet. So if you get stepped on, it hurts. Right. Um, and it's, you know, it's good teaching. If the horse moves, you move. Or we also talk a lot about um, just awareness of others, whether it's, humans or animals and ourselves as well. So when we're working with a horse, horses communicate with body language. They don't use words, um, at least not English words. <laughs> um, and so we recognize, we teach and we recognize what is the horse doing with its ears, its eyes, its head, its feet, its tail. All of those things mm-hmm. teach us how is the horse feeling? What does he want? What does he not like? Um, and so it's just really good. The carryover with, with things like that is really good because once we become more in tune with understanding a horse's communication, we can also apply that to understanding other people and mm-hmm. facial expressions and tone. Um, and then also with the grooming and tacking, um, you know, we use different saddles. We use different adaptive tack depending on which what each person needs. Um, but we allow the students to help as much as possible. So we learn a lot of real life skills. If we're if we're cinching up a saddle, we're tying knots, we're looping things, we're fastening buckles, we're, mm-hmm. um, you know, lots of things. If we're if we're taking off a horse's halter, we're unbuckling it, and it's the same way that you would buckle your belt. Right. You know, if we tie things, it's the same way maybe you would tie your shoes. Um, so there's just a lot a lot that we can teach with horses that can ideally carry over to, mm-hmm. to real life stuff that our students will experience. Oh, I love that. It's wonderful. And there's just so much value in all of that mm-hmm. real life learning. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, what it sounds like to me is that it's you know really helping the individuals become more mindful and mm-hmm. aware of what's going on around them yes. so they can be in the moment and, and really feel really empowered by um, what they're able to participate in. Absolutely. In a real life way. And I love how you say in the moment. We had um, one of our parents one time told me that you know being on a horse is the only time that her her son seems like he's really present mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and it's that connection is just something that's so special and and the awareness you know again it translates if you're if you're becoming more aware of working around a living you know moving horse then ideally if we're walking through a crowded parking lot or something mm-hmm. our students are also paying attention to moving cars right and things like that Right. Well, um, we're going to have to take a quick break, but um, I want to talk more about this because I think it's a really important topic, and um, I really does think do think that it it works on integration and and um, you know, like I said, being in the moment and processing. So um, with that, we'll take a quick break, but we'll be right back and talk more about it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show & Tell with host Shelly Hancock. We'll bring you the top-rated skincare products and treatments 
tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers, will motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. A therapeutic approach to growth, we offer comprehensive and holistic supports to individuals with developmental and acquired disabilities. Our programs include parent education and guidance, speech therapy, occupational therapy, educational and behavioral support, and counseling. We assume competence and believe in treating the entire family system. We offer both in-person and long-distance services. We support our clients in any environment, from home to school and beyond. Mention this show for a free consultation. To learn more, you can reach us at tagforgrowth.com. Therapeutic approach to growth. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Therapeutic Approach to Growth. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also reach Brooke Wagner via email to bwagner at tagforgrowth.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. I'm host, Brooke Wagner. And today I have with me Stephanie Mitchell, a PATH certified therapeutic writing instructor and founder of Sunshine Ranch Therapeutic Writing. And today we're talking about um, equine therapy and uh, the benefits and and the value of this type of treatment for individuals with special needs. And um, one of the things I I know I've I've heard you talk about is sensory element in your program and I'd love to share have you share more about how you do so and why it is so important to your uh, treatment design so we do use a lot of um, sensory integration in our program Um, and in general the more input that our brain and body is receiving um, the more our brains can continue to grow and, and function in, in new and different ways. So what we get to do is, um, you know, riding horses inherently offers a lot of input. Um, you know, our students, we're outside, we're in nature, we can see other animals, we can feel the wind, we're up high, riders are up high. A lot of our students, you know, they... They might use strollers or, or some use wheelchairs and or they're small and they're they're used to looking up at the world. Mm-hmm. And when you're riding a horse, it just it literally changes your whole perspective. Um, we just being outside and, you know, riding a moving horse is providing a lot of input and feedback. But um, we also incorporate a lot of um, purposeful um kind of sensory toys and stuff too. We have a sensory toy bin. So we, we I purposely have things that puzzles, you know, we have to find where this, this piece of the puzzle goes or how do we open this lock with this key or how do we blow bubbles? Um, you know, what are magnets? We have lots of just fun, fun toys that are really teaching as we're using them. Um, you know, we have a sensory trail. So we have um, in addition to multiple riding arenas, we can go down into the riverbed where we're we're not fenced in. Um, you know, I have one had one mom who loved when when her son got to go out on the trail because he had autism and he would count 
the the pipe panels on the mm-hmm. on the fencing. But when we were down in the trail, he was just really alert and he was looking around and not, you know, doing those those um, kind of habitual behaviors he had. He was just there, um, and so neuroplasticity is that term that that kind of um, explains with more input, our brains can grow and continue to develop. So in addition to physical um, results that we see, we see a lot of things where people's, you know, their, their brains just start, it's, it's like something's unlocked. We have one student in particular who's really been exciting for us to, to work with because we've seen a lot of those things with her. So when she started with us, she was about 10 and um, she wasn't able to feel the a difference in hot and cold temperatures. After riding for a few months, one day she was helping us give our horse Chance a bath and we were using a hose and she felt the water and said, oh, no, no, that's too cold for him. He won't like that. Mm-hmm. And number one, it showed she was you know, feeling different temperatures. And number two, her mom was so excited about the fact that she was naturally showing empathy, which mm-hmm. with people is something they have had to teach her. Mm-hmm. But with the horses, she just she cares about their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it goes further than just being concerned about a horse in cold water. Her her family was never able to let her, you know, wash her hands by herself or take a bath because the water might be too hot and she would have no idea. Um, mm-hmm. She also has been such a fun student because she, because she picks up things so quickly at the ranch, her mom has lots of good ideas. So she'll bring her spelling test words and we'll practice her spelling words while she rides. And she went with <clears throat> the first time she did that, she started going from F's to A's. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, like I said, so it just it unlocks something and, and tying her shoes. She learned out there. It's just, it's awesome. We also have, um, you know, another one of our students, she, when we met her, one of her family's notes was that she wouldn't cross uh, flooring of different textures. So mm-hmm. she wouldn't cross from tile to carpet or dirt to grass. She would just, she refused to do it or she would, she would kind of go down um, to her hands and knees. And after just a couple of classes, they said, it's amazing at home. She'll go from the living room to the bathroom or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just, mm-hmm. it wasn't an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another fun kind of crossover thing is that, again, some of our students just take to things so easily out there. So um, we've had a couple kiddos who don't like wearing helmets, which are absolutely required for mm-hmm. us. Um, once they become used to them. A lot of times I think it's because of the motivation, like if they don't wear a helmet, they don't get to ride and they like riding. So mm-hmm. it just kind of stops being the high priority to refuse that. So then um, that crosses over. One of our kids does um, ice hockey as well as horseback riding and wearing his riding helmet also mm-hmm. helps him keep his hockey helmet on. Mm-hmm. And his mom, after a couple of lessons, she brought his hockey gloves because he didn't like wearing those either. So we practice wearing the hockey gloves while he was writing and he keeps them on more now. <laughs> so in addition to, you know, the physical, um, there's, there's just emotional, there's um, social benefits. And I do believe that, you know, incorporating different, different sensory elements into lessons really, really does help with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, uh, you know, what I'm hearing as you're talking is just it's this running theme of confidence, mm-hmm. you know, that you're just mm-hmm. boosting their confidence yes. in life, you know, that they can go and they can be, they can be there, you yes. know, overcome their challenges. Yes, 
Absolutely. And it's just incredible um, that, you know, you get to be able to witness and be a part of that um, in this program. Now, um, it all also, you know, really does ring true to that, um, as you mentioned, that neuroplasticity and, you know, the integration mm-hmm. um, that it's not just about learning a skill. It's, yes. You know, it's about their, their brains really integrating the information. Yes. And that's, that's a um, really important topic with, you know, with the, the PATH's definition of therapeutic writing is, you know, we're teaching writing skills in order to help people to grow. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. It's not whether it's a life skill or a writing skill, you know, they can they can be one and the same. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful process. And, and the best part is that there's so much joy involved. Um, It's a lot of fun. It's so amazing. Um, Now I've heard you mention horse shows. And I'm sure this is super exciting (laughs) for the kids and their families. And I'd love to talk more about what the shows offer the kids and what they entail. So the main idea of the show is that we get to show our students off. <laughs> we get to show off their hard work, the skills that they've learned. Um, it brings in a lot of our community. You know, uh, the other side is that yes, this, these are our, some of our biggest fundraisers. Um, but you know, the sense of community and the sense of pride in the students and in their families is is what really makes it all worth it. Um, a lot of our students aren't physically able to participate in other sports or activities Mm -hmm. and riding horses is something not only that they enjoy but they they're good at you know Mm -hmm. they excel at and again yes that teaches a lot of confidence um you know we give them everybody gets a ribbon or a trophy Mm -hmm. and some of our students i just i hear lots of stories after where you know i'll see pictures and they say this is his first ribbon ever his Mm -hmm. first trophy ever Mm -hmm. and the fact that we get to give them that Mm -hmm. is just it's so fun and it's so heartwarming um, yeah, so like I also said, there's a lot of community involvement in those. Um, it's, it's a great way to introduce ourselves to the community. A lot of people have no idea what therapeutic horseback riding is. They mm-hmm. think it's all just, you know, pony rides, mm-hmm. which it's not. I mean, clearly there's a lot more thought process that goes into it. And there's specific things we do for specific reasons. Um, but it's fun to be able to show you know, first of all, it's adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we dress the horses up. We we put glitter on their feet. We put flowers in their hair. Uh-huh. Um, the students all get dressed up. And they not only, you know, they're usually there's a parent or a guardian that brings them to lessons. But at the shows, they get to show off to everyone. You know, they have their mm-hmm. fan clubs. They have their families, their friends. Um, it's just, it's really special. And I love that a lot of the students, their families will just stay either the whole time or, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and we offer a lot of, you know, we've got face painting and barbecue and games and crafts. And um, we always have a really awesome silent auction and raffle as well as the fundraiser parts. But just to see people enjoy themselves and to be really proud of this physical activity that their, their you know, child or adult child is good at, it's, mm-hmm. there are lots of tears. I always cry. <laughs> And it's a really great time to showcase the volunteers because we, other than myself as the instructor, we are a volunteer run program, Mm -hmm. every single person. And, you know, these people do, last year we had close to 2,000 volunteer hours just for lessons. Wow. And people give so much and, you know, share so much of their time and their energy and their skill. And it's it's really a, a fantastic time to show off 
the volunteers too, and just really be able to thank them for mm-hmm. what they allow us to do. Absolutely. Such a beautiful and special process to be a part of. And um, now how often are you doing the shows? We have been doing two per year. So we have a spring horse show and fundraiser and a fall horse show and fundraiser. This year, we're trying something a little different. We just had our spring show in March. And for the fall event, um, we're planning to do more of a fall festival and carnival instead Mm -hmm. of um, the riding portion. I'm sure we'll still figure out a great way to highlight um, our students and um, trying to think of ideas for dressing up our horses in fun costumes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, doing two of the horse shows per year has just gotten a little too bit too much for me to Mm -hmm. do the planning. but yeah, we do them twice a year. And then throughout the year, we're constantly seeking other um, fundraising opportunities, mm-hmm. whether it's, um, you know, yard, we're having a, a used horse tax sale and rummage sale on April mm-hmm. 30th at the ranch. Um, we have, we partner with a lot of local restaurants for mm-hmm. fundraisers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times if some, if a business will provide us with a venue, then, you know, we bring raffle items and other fun things. So we just we are currently seeking out new ways to continue our fundraising, mm-hmm. um, engaging different audiences mm-hmm. and bringing new, new people into our program in that way. Right. So it, you know, it is really a huge production. Um, it's not just about the, the writing part of it. Um, but it's a lot about keeping the, the business viable and going. Absolutely. Um, because it is an expensive horses are expensive. <laughs> they definitely are. <laughs> They are. They're totally worth it, but they are very expensive. And, you know, thankfully, we are a nonprofit organization. So um, donations, whether they're financial donations or um, people, you know, donating stuff for us to sell, Mm -hmm. um, it's all it's a tax write off for people, which which really (laughs) it can give be some good motivation. Um, But yes, the horses are expensive and we're so thankful that we have a vet that, um, that does a lot of our horse care at no cost to us because they have a program program for that and you know our horses get acupuncture and chiropractic work every single month amazing <laughs> which keeps them healthy because the the vets and the you know other people in that community understand that that's part of what's required in order for us to serve our students our horses Absolutely. have to be healthy and and happy you know we care a lot about their well-being mm-hmm. um if horses are not happy during doing their job or not you know taken care of well then it shows and and could be potentially dangerous, you know. So right. it's really important that our horses, we don't use them. We work with them. Mm-hmm. And they're as much a part of our program as any of the people. Right. You know, so to make sure, to understand, to become aware of what they need and want and making sure that their well-being is taken care of is a really high priority for me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and they do. They need to be treated almost as like an athlete. You mm-hmm. know? Their bodies need mm-hmm. to be tuned up mm-hmm. constantly. Big thousand pound man. No, I'm really amazed at how many years you have. Um, I'd love to hear why you need so many uh, and what their role is and, and maybe um, some information about how you train them. Yeah. Um, a lot of people kind of tease me because I always say safety first, safety first, safety first. Mm-hmm. But I'm not kidding. <laughs> and, you know, we work with thousand plus pound animals and sometimes little tiny kids. 
And making sure that we're providing a safe environment is my top goal all mm -hmm. the time. Um, and it takes a lot of people to make sure that that happens. And yes, it takes a lot of training as well. So we have, during the weekly, I would say, depending on the week, we have anywhere from 10 to 20 volunteers. And that's divided among the three days. Um, we need so many, like I was before, you know, the horses are a big responsibility and need a lot of care. They're very spoiled, and we do special massages and stretches for them. So that's one volunteer job. Um, maintaining a ranch environment takes a lot of help. But most importantly, is the, the volunteers who are working with our students in life. So we have each student has on their, um, their physical ability, they have between one and three volunteers in each lesson. So we have a lot of our little riders who have one person, one trained volunteer, ensure that everything's safe and controlled on that end. And then there are two of us, um, usually including myself, that are sidewalkers. Um, so we're walking alongside the students, making sure that they're as safe as can be. I'm going to have to lead us into a break because we're having some technical difficulties. Um, but I want to that thought, and I want to hear about it. So with that, we're going to take a quick break and see if we can work out these kinks, and um, we'll, we'll be right back. Okay. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Hi, I'm John Rainey, Chief Financial Officer of United Airlines, and I'm honored to be the National Chair for the 2015 March for Babies campaign for the March of Dimes. United is a proud supporter of the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Please join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.org. At Therapeutic Approach to Growth, we offer comprehensive and holistic supports to individuals with developmental and acquired disabilities. Our programs include parent education and guidance, speech therapy, occupational therapy, educational and behavioral support, and counseling. We assume competence and believe in treating the entire family system. We offer both in-person and long-distance services. We support our clients in any environment, from home to school and beyond. Mention this show for a free consultation. To learn more, you can reach us at tagforgrowth.com. Therapeutic approach to growth. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. 
Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Therapeutic Approach to Growth. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also reach Brooke Wagner via email to bwagner at tagforgrowth.com. Now back to the show. Um, welcome back, host Brooke Wagner. And today I have with me Stephanie Mitchell, PATH Certified Therapeutic Writing Instructor and founder of Sunshine Ranch Therapeutic Writing. And we are talking about e therapy and um, right before the break we were um, discussing your volunteers so I want to let you finish that um, that topic and and learn more about that process okay so um, what I was saying at that time was that each lesson requires between one and three volunteers depending on the students um, physical and writing ability some of our students progress toward um, to really independent writing and they don't you know have volunteers with them working with them the whole time and some of them, you know, their goals require those volunteers to be there. Um, so we have one horse leader who leads the horse and one to two sidewalkers. And we have different safety holds and practices depending on each student's ability. So some of our students, we're um, doing safety holds on either side of them the whole time so that they're able to do, you know, the stretches and the um, the other things that we're we're working with them on, but they're just, they're very safe and they're balanced. Um, mm-hmm. Our horses take really good care of our students for the most part, but horses, you know, can be unpredictable. And so sometimes things, as much as we can control what we can, you know, working outside, working with animals, there's, there's noises, you know, the things happen. And, um, and it's really important that our volunteers are there to make sure the horses is the horse is safe and controlled and the students are in a safe environment at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, The training process for volunteers, where we start with that is um, we have, we have our sensors paperwork, and then we schedule a, a volunteer orientation for each person. I prefer to do them in groups when possible just to make it more efficient, but we rely so heavily on volunteers that if it's one person coming through, then we invest just the same into that one person. So we introduce them to um, the facility and our program and who we are, what we are, and why we you know, believe and, and do the things that we do. Um, the integrity and just making sure that we are, our priorities are aligned is really important. And most people who are looking for volunteer opportunities, that they want to do good. They want to use their skills. They want to learn more. They want, you know, they want to give. Mm-hmm. And, and that is also an amazing thing about the program is that we get to see how selfless and generous people are, you know, and what, what people are willing to do for others. That's always really inspiring to me. Um, but once we do the volunteer orientation, we um, kind of walk people through what lessons look like and, and teach them um, as we go. And it's very hands-on. We're a small program, so it's very hands-on. Um, I also really love hearing feedback from the volunteers as to what they enjoy doing. Some of the volunteers love 
brushing the horses and they could do it all day long. <laughs> and the horses love that too. So if I know that that's, you know, something they enjoy, I'll make sure that, that that's available. If they love um, learning more about leading the horses, we'll teach them that. If they really enjoy sidewalking with the students, then, then that's, you know, that's their, their higher priority. Um, it's all, it's very important to me that, that we're offering not just the students, but the volunteers, the the opportunities they're looking for. You know, we in, we depend so heavily on our volunteers and we invest a lot in them. And so if they're happy and they stay, it's a win for everybody. <laughs> right, absolutely. I, I mean, I love that. You get to see, you know, not just the students, but these volunteers having the opportunity to see the joy mm -hmm. in the experience as well. And um, now I know you've mentioned um, that you have some specialized equipment for the kids um, that need the stability support. Um, so can you share a little bit more about what that is and how that works? Sure. So we have, um, again, it's very goal-oriented. Everything that we try to do is goal-oriented. So um, with we have three horses that have different personalities and different movements. So the choice of the horse that each person rides is purposeful. Um, and then we have different types of saddles. We have English saddles. We have Western saddles. We have bareback pads. We also have um, what's called adaptive tack. So it might be horse tack that was originally designed for one purpose, but it works for us to help our students increase their um, independence level. So, for instance, we have a couple of different kind of surcingles, which are um, they're basically straps to go around the horse's um, bellies that have handles. So if our students, um, if the closer contact, when we're, the closer you, your body is to a horse's body, the more you're going to feel its warmth and its movement, um, which helps some of our riders are very, um, uh, very high tone, very um, tight muscles when they come to lessons. But after five, 10 minutes of riding a horse in a bareback pad or on a pad with a surcingle, their, their body, their legs just relax so much. It's, it's really fast and it's really, um, really cool to see. So instead of just expecting them to be able to hold on or sit up straight, you know, a lot of our, our riders are working toward increased core strength. And so what we do is we provide them something to hold on to that allows them not only to physically become stronger and to improve their balance, but it, it gives, they're able to do it on their own. We're not mm -hmm. having to push them up or pull them up. You know, they can do it. We have a couple of different kinds of those. So some of our students use G-tubes. And so different shapes of handles, different placement of handles is really good for lots of different things. Mm -hmm. um, we also have a, a gait belt. So we have... Um, one little rider right now who is not really able to sit up on his own. And so he uses the surcingle as well so that he can um, hold himself up on the handle as much as he can. And he's in improved a ton on that already, um, which shows a lot of core strength um, and self-correcting. But also this gait belt, it's soft. It goes around his tummy and it has handholds for the volunteers so that we can, again, help him strive toward greater independence where there is support but it just it's a less invasive mm -hmm. way for us to help him become stronger so that he can help himself more in the future no i think that makes a lot of sense and and it really is um, such a wonderful way to offer that support without feeling like you know somebody's holding exactly him there exactly and for you know for some of our older writers too you know that we want them to to physically become strong and to to feel independent and confident. And if you've got, you know, 
people pushing and pulling to try to help right. you stay up. It's just. It's just not as effective. Absolutely, no, I think that makes a lot of and sense. And horses are tall too, so for us, you know, sidewalking <laughs> along, you know, along with the horses, right. it can be very straining on our muscles and our backs. And so, the more mm-hmm. um, equipment that we have to make it smoother for everybody is just. It's just a win-win. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And that's wonderful that that equipment exists. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I've heard you share some pretty incredible stories today. And um, I'd love to hear one of your most memorable experiences. Um, I'm sure there are endless powerful moments <laughs> that you can think of. So can you share a few with our listeners? I can. This is one of the hardest, one of the best questions mm-hmm. and one of the very hardest for me to answer because mm-hmm. this is where I could just literally talk all day and probably cry. <laughs> um <laughs> I was thinking about this question, and and I, I kind of have to separate it in my head. Um, you know, first, of course, with the students, when we see the a lot of you know the physical improvements are huge. When we when we have students who weren't able to walk independently, and and now they do, and it may not be all the time, but they're able to more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, it just. I mean, that makes me cry pretty much every single time Mm -hmm. to see people learn to trust. We have quite a few students right now who are nonverbal. And honestly, they are some of my favorites to watch with the horses Mm -hmm. because guess what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Horses communicate nonverbally too. And there, sometimes you just see a connection between a person and a horse that that you literally can't explain it. If you weren't mm-hmm. there, you just would never understand. And we've got one of my one of our little girls, I just all the time. She rides a horse named Cleo and she has Rett syndrome and she's nonverbal and she's one of our friends who, you know, her goal is to um, increase her mobility. But there is something about these two where when we provide the opportunity for for her and and Cleo the horse to be kind of face to face, they just push their faces into each other. And it's it's such a calm, controlled thing. And these horses are huge and they're so mm-hmm. strong. And it really shows them being purposefully gentle because all it would take would be them shaking their head or moving quickly. Mm-hmm. And it could bonk our little friends, you know, but just re- seeing them face to face and Sometimes we just let it happen. When it's over, it's over. (laughs) I am not about to get in the middle of something like that. Um, But then again, you know, I have, we have a lot of really long-term students. We don't have a very high turnover rate. Um, And so a lot of our students and their families have become close friends. You know, I get to see them grow up and get invited to birthday parties and and Christmas musicals and stuff like that. But just to, to be able to be a constant presence in the lives of some of our students is really rewarding for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have some young ladies, young teenage ladies who ha- are going through a lot of emotional and behavioral challenges. Mm-hmm. And for me to be able to be a positive role model for them, I've had people in my life do that and it's, it's changed my life. And mm-hmm. so to be able to have them trust me and to, you know, confide in me and just know that I'll be there. That's, you know, those, those kinds of things, those opportunities are just so special. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just a couple of my student examples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also really love connecting and, and watching relationships grow with the volunteers. Some of our volunteers come to us because they, um, their mm-hmm. professions are leading them in toward horses, but they don't know anything about horses. We've had mm-hmm. volunteers who are um, therapeutic pediatric massage specialists. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
And they, in that case, our friend wanted to work around kids who had special needs. Um, some of them, we have a young lady right now who's going to vet school or applying to vet school. She wants to focus in small animal, but she knows she'll have to work around horses too. And she wanted to learn about horses and become you know, educated and, and comfortable around them. And she now calls herself a horsewoman, which is, you know, those, <laughs> those things are really exciting for me. And then also to see some volunteers and some students just, I mean, they hit it off mm-hmm. and it's, it's so fun to share that and to see them. It just makes them, you know, more loyal volunteer kind of selfishly, <laughs> but they, where else would we have that experience, that opportunity, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also with the parents, like we were talking about earlier, how coming to the ranch, a peaceful, calm, quiet, safe ranch is just a really nice reprieve for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the parents tell me all the time that it's therapeutic for them. It gives them a chance to rest and to sit and mm-hmm. to see their child doing something that they enjoy. Um, and then, of course, I have a lot of favorite moments with the horses, too. But I just <laughs> it's it's everything. <laughs> Um, now, what are the names of the horses? Uh, we have three quarter horses, two boys named Ricky and Chance, and mm-hmm. our mare, our girl horses named Cleo. Okay, <laughs> so sweet. And they all have their special <laughs> gifts too. You know, they they physically and and mentally they pair really well with certain riders. So it's it's important mm-hmm. that we're again paying attention to those signs. But mm-hmm. they're very sweet. They love people. They. We work a lot on desensitization, but just their disposition, that's the number one thing that I look for in a lesson horse. They have to like people. They have to be patient because we ask them to do a lot. Right. <laughs> right. They have to like their job. They do. They have to not mind getting dressed up sometimes. Right. <laughs> So sweet. Um, now, I want to make sure we talked a little bit about fundraising, but I know that it's such a really big, important part of the program. And um, we just have a few minutes left, but I want to make sure that we um, talk about some of the ways that people can get more involved in um, helping fundraise. Mm-hmm. That is, the, the further we go with this program, the bigger, the higher priority that job is becoming. Um one thing that's really important to me is that we we run Sunshine Ranch um, kind of like a ministry. It's important to me that we're accessible to the families who need it. Um, there are, again, you know, having a child or an adult child with special needs is expensive. Mm-hmm. And um, especially these things that insurance doesn't cover. Sometimes it's just not an option for people to get into activities like this. So we work very, very hard um, to remain volunteer run and to keep our costs low so that people can afford it. That being said, our lesson payments only cover about 35% of our operation costs. Mm-hmm. So the fundraising, the horse shows, the silent auctions, the... Um, the yard sales, the the newsletters, um, partnering with with restaurants, all of those things um, become very important. You know, each horse costs about fifty five hundred dollars per year. Mm-hmm. Um, we would like to add on an additional path certified instructor in the future. Um, so all of those things are going to require the fundraising to to continue to grow mm-hmm. and maintain. Um, absolutely. So, what's the best way? for people to learn more about the program, whether it's volunteering or signing their child up or to donate? You can visit our website at sunshineranchwriting.org for any of those things. We also have a really active Facebook page under Sunshine Ranch Therapeutic Writing. Um, You can contact me through any of those venues. 
Okay, wonderful. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It was so much fun talking uh, more about your program, and I, I really want to come out sometime and, and visit. Please and... do. Please do. We love having visitors. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this opportunity, and I just want to wish Brooke a very happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a special treat to talk about horses on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we're going to close and um, we'll be back next Tuesday at 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Thank you again for listening. Be sure to tune in to Therapeutic Approach to Growth and join Brooke Wagner again every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.